So we started an agency and for a year it all went well. When the word of mouth stuff dried up, I realized I don't know how to open opportunities. So this was difficult when I had payroll to meet and you know, I had staff to pay and I needed new clients and it got desperate. And I dealt with that the only way I knew how at the time, which is I got blind drunk and decided to write the most absurd cold email I could come up with. And uh, in the morning still thought it was a wise idea to send that email on to very senior people at brands like Hewlett Packard and Symantec and PepsiCo and other huge names. And to my amazement, it worked. This is the Ideas Lab podcast, where you can learn from great creative and entrepreneurial minds how to turn your ideas into original businesses, books and brands. Because in a crowded world, it pays to stand out. This is your host, John Williams, best-selling author and founder of the Ideas Lab London. If you've ever written a cold email to someone you don't know in the hope of winning a new project or new client, this episode of the Ideas Lab podcast is for you. John Buchan sent a killer cold email almost by accident some years ago. And since then, realized he struck gold with a certain way of copywriting that gets much more powerful results in cold emailing people, in email marketing in general, even in Facebook ads, in sales copy. He now runs Charm Offensive, a business that teaches people how to get better results in their copy and their marketing using his unique mix of humor and radical honesty. Hi, John. Thanks for joining us on the podcast. Uh, thank you very much for having me. Yeah, good to, I want, good to have you with us. I wanted to speak to you because you do something really interesting called the Charm Offensive, which is it's a free Facebook group, but also a paid uh, program you run with people. And it's all about, well, what is it? I want you to describe it, actually. How would you describe it? Well, so, well uh, the, the, the term Charm Offensive um, it's expression. Yeah. Yeah. To, a, a campaign of flattery or cajolement or something like that is, 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 is how Google defines it. Um, uh, how I came about all of this, I should probably just go into the, uh, the, the drunk cold email story. That's I've got, I've got to hear this. Yeah. You, we've got, I haven't heard the whole <laughs> thing, so I'd, I'd love to hear it. Yeah. Oh, awesome. Well, um, so I used to work at digital marketing agencies in London. So I, when I moved, moved to London, 2006, and worked at digital marketing agencies and sort of quit my way to the top, <laughs> did well at a place. And then a year later, moved to another place, got paid more. And, and until I thought, you know, I think I can do this uh, better myself. And um, my brother was working in house and he was similarly sort of uh, wanting to move on. Uh, so we started an agency and for a year it all went well. Um, but then I realized, oh, I, when the word of mouth stuff dried up, I realized I don't know how to open opportunities. Like I knew how to close deals because I'd gone on loads of sales meetings in my time, but I was never the, you know, I was always a consultant. So I'd go and help close stuff, but I didn't know how to open. So this was difficult when I had payroll to meet and, you know, I had staff to pay and I needed new clients and it got desperate. And I dealt with that the only way I knew how at the time, which is I got blind drunk and decided to write the most absurd cold email I could come up with. And uh, in the morning, still thought it was a wise idea to send that email on to very senior people at brands like Hewlett Packard and Symantec and PepsiCo and, and other huge names. And to my amazement, it worked. Uh, can you give us a, a taste of what this email can? What was the title? Uh, yeah, yeah, I'll go. I'll, I'll, um, uh, yeah, sure. It's, it's, it's the uh, uh, apologies in advance was the subject line, and then it started with, um, "You've never heard of me." 
Hi, I'm John. I got your details from a list, gasp, but hey, at least you're list worthy. That's got to be worth something, right? So basically starting with the, the, the you know, something that most people would you know, not mention at all, I'll start with the most honest thing I can say. I got your data from a list and then compliment them. But, you know, they've kind of made it if you're on a list. And um, it was that uh, that kind of email and that kind of thing that got people's attention and which led to people uh, responding with, uh, I've never replied to a cold email in my 19-year career until today, or this is the best cold email I've ever received, or my personal favorite, which isn't the most gushing, uh, but I think it's the most amusing, which was uh, my colleague forwarded me your spam email and we would like to meet you to discuss opportunities, which I've just always found uh, enjoyable because I don't think that, that sentence has been typed very much. And after doing this, I realized every time I sent this email, I would just send it to a new bunch of marketing directors. Every time I did it, the same thing would happen. And then I thought, actually, this could use for any reasonable request, I could use this style. So when we won Symantec from the ridiculous cold email, uh, we had to get them loads of PR coverage as part of their deal. Again, I had a desperate situation. We had got managed to get no coverage for a great piece of content that we created, which may or may not have had something to do with Symantec's internal teams as well. Uh, uh, went into the office on a Saturday, emailed the deputy editor of VentureBeat, a huge technical, technology publication that they have expressed that they wanted to get in. Managed to get him to respond and he included our infographic, got them on the front page, boom, then loads of other places covered it. Uh, I realized from this, yeah, I can use this for any purpose I want. So for getting my friends as many job interviews in sectors they've never worked in, uh, did it for that. And over time, I realized, okay, this is what I enjoy doing. And after a sort of bad personal circumstance in, in 2016, in, it was about March 2017, I just decided to start the Facebook group. Like, this has helped people. I think it can help a lot more. And I just on a whim kind of started it and it resonated. And people were very curious about the screenshots because those kinds of responses, you know, I'd show people the responses I'd get. Nobody expects those from cold emails. So that helped. And then um, uh, it's now my business. I've got an email list, the Facebook group. Uh, I've got loads and loads of templates, courses, trainings, and a subscription. Uh, it's all around. Uh, you know, using copy and creativity and humor in particular a lot of the times uh, to get a competitive advantage. Uh, uh, the biggest example of that is our small little agency was able to get in with a, companies like Symantec and Hewlett Packard. Uh, it's a great level of this kind of stuff. And um, yeah, now I get to see loads of other people do the same thing of all different kinds, got their first client, got their first dream client, got deals way bigger than I got. And it, it's awesome because I get to see those results but I don't have to do any of the work involved. <laughs> I know. It's the best. The best it's a little bit like my business. Yeah, I help people start a business. And they go, hey, you should go and do that. And then they have to go and do all the work. And then yeah, exactly. I go, yeah, you won't. Um, yeah, it's good. I love this. I love the fact that you turned this thing you really wanted to do, which which is you know very specific, into a business uh, that works really well. And I think, I think there's, which is one lesson from it. I think there's another lesson, which is that, You've you did something. You've done something very specific. There are loads of people who are uh, business coaches, and probably quite a few copywriting kind of experts out there. But you are doing this very specific thing of of how would you describe it? Unconventional or somewhat shocking yeah. emails? Yeah, it's the dis disarming candor. It's 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 essentially the use of uh, humour and irreverence and and refreshing honesty. Uh, in a way, it's really ethical stuff. You're just being really upfront, ambitious, meek and direct. It's essentially, yeah, it, it's using creativity and, and humor is a part of that to get a competitive advantage. 
uh, I don't know if I answered your question there. I kind of went off on one. <laughs> no, no, that makes sense to me. And that, I think that's, um, yeah, I, I, that it's, it's what everyone wants really, isn't it? We all want honesty. We've had enough of being yeah. marketed and sold to. I think yeah. that's great. And you, how many people have you got in your free Facebook group now? Uh, there's 11,000 and something, maybe nearly 12,000 now. Good. Yeah. And that's okay. uh, that's the Charm Offensive group. Is that open to anyone if people are listening? Yeah, 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 yeah. Charm Offensive Facebook group. Yeah, there's probably 11,000, uh, maybe uh, 11,500. I'm not exactly bigger, but it is the group. And uh, yeah, it's a really, yeah, it's a really cool community now. You know, when I started it, it was mostly just me posting, but it's been going um, uh, over two years now. And so there's loads of other people posting stuff and it's become quite the unorthodox community. And uh, yeah, it's very cool. People post examples of, of adverts that demonstrate radical candor or a little bit edgy, yeah. which is, I love yeah. that stuff. So uh, I, and I've nicked some of your things and reposted them on yes. My personal profile, because they're very funny. I like the use of uh, radical candor there. I'm going to steal that and use it. Radical candor. I thought that's what you said. Didn't you say radical candor? Disarming candor. Ah, uh, okay. Radical candor probably goes together better well uh, phonetically, so. There you go. You can have that. (laughs) (laughs) Will do. Invoice me. And and so the... Does the most money from your business, just because I'm always interested in how people's businesses work, come from the subscription, or does it come from client work or, or what i don't don't do any client work at all now uh it's all subscription and the standalone like i'll launch a template pack or do sales um uh, uh, subscription is the the, the biggest focus because obviously you want to get as we know with with any kind retained income is uh something you want to achieve uh still but yeah no client work anymore because uh, i like having you should see my diary it's only got things in that i want to do <laughs> and uh, uh you know I, I i most days there's nothing in there uh, and then if there is stuff, usually it, you do it all on one day and it's only stuff I want to do. And I really love that. So I could probably make a lot of money doing high ticket one-to-one coaching or client stuff, but uh, man, I just love, I never have to make another amendment in my life again. Oh, that is just the best thing ever. No one can tell me to do any changes or anything. Uh, I love that. That's, that's, and, and also I like the, this is far more scalable than and, you know, anything that requires one-to-one interaction you're limited by time unless you outsource and you know all sorts of complexity i like this because it's simple i can scale it uh, all i've got to focus on is how many opt-ins per day uh, how many how many how much revenue per day that's the only metrics i've got to focus on now obviously churn maybe but those really the principal ones that makes it easy to focus and 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 and, and you can make changes and very quickly you can see how the effect has it's I love this business model more than any I've been in before. That's interesting. And and you've got uh, quite a few people in Charm Offensive Pro now. That's the paid subscription, yeah. isn't it? How many have you got, roughly? Uh, yeah. There's a few hundred in there. I don't give out the exact stats. That's fine. Stats yeah, yeah. That. So, I mean, it's, it's significant, yeah. And um, yeah. so, it, and, and you've said, now you started off with cold email. So, somebody who, for instance, is trying to get clients. So, anybody who's, for instance, anybody's listening to this, who is a designer or, or uh, a creative of some sort or running an agency or um, yeah. doing professional services, that consulting. Yeah. Uh, that's, those are the kind of people you speak to most, I guess. Yeah, yeah, freelancers. There is a lot of freelancers and, and obviously the agency equivalent of the freelancers. So any professional service is probably the best, uh, the, the, the most um, uh, obviously the, the charm offensive stuff is the most obviously useful to 
people offering professional services, I'd say for sure. Freelancers or, or, or agencies or consultancies, yeah. And um, um, so it, you start off with cold emails, but you mm. you mentioned to me earlier that it now applies to all sorts of things. So, I mean, what else can you use this kind of radical yeah, candor yeah. or disarming candor for? Well, the, the, the most um, going the other way, uh, when I first started sending the cold emails out, I wanted to, although I was getting loads of responses, I, I was like, oh, how do I increase my open rate? And I, I didn't look into cold email at all. The obvious answer would be send a follow-up sequence. I didn't know how to do it. My idea was I'm going to send a letter in the post with the silly ferret sticker attached. Um, in the email, it's just an attachment. Then this is a sticker. And then a few days later, send an email saying with the subject line, sorry for the ferret in the post. So the ferret? What's, what's the ferret thing? <laughs> so the in the email, I should probably read, if you search uh, the hashtag found the ferret on Twitter, you'll see people have taken my uh, letter, uh, the same copy I used to send as an email, but in letter form, and they've put my letter up onto Twitter. Uh, and the original email does have an attachment. It, one of the lines, the last lines in the email is, um, I have attached a picture of a ferret that has been dressed up. According to the internet, his name is Colin. I trust this will charm you into submission. And then I await your profanity-filled response. And then there's this ridiculous attachment. And uh, I started sending that as a sticker. So um, that's on the other side. You can use technology that's that's, that's older. Uh, and then on the other side, yeah, uh, LinkedIn messages, uh, invite messages, follow-up uh, follow messages. Facebook ads, we've had some success with retarget, like retargeting ads that use humor to get attention and then get people to buy. Uh, ads to build your email list. It's basically, it's a way of standing out and, and being more uh, being more self-effacing and more upfront and honest. It makes you more likable, credible. Uh, and when people are smiling or laughing, they are, it, it, it's more easily to persuade someone because their guard is down. Um, so there's all these sorts of benefits, and that obviously trans translates to other media types. So Facebook ads, obviously the exact same copy is not going to work on a Facebook ad just because the context is different. Uh, you know, there is no way someone is going to think a Facebook ad is just for them. Uh, with an email, if you send a personalized email, that, that can be one-to-one. -one. So the context is different, and thus the copy has to change. But a lot of the, the, the same principles, because it's just humor writing and direct response copywriting, they will transfer over to, to, to any any channel, um, uh, you know, in any way where you can convince people with words, this can also be, be used. You it, And I'm just looking at your LinkedIn profile here. What's the headline of your LinkedIn profile for people who haven't I, seen it? I think it's the, the drunk cold email that changed my life. Yeah. Uh, so like, or, I, or I wrote a drunk cold email that changed my life. Yeah. So you, imagine how boring most of LinkedIn is. And your photo is, what's going on in your photo? Oh, that's me rescuing a uh, a baby and a basket of kittens from a burning building, <laughs> which is which is a good way of getting attention on LinkedIn. <laughs> well, you know, you got to you got to you got to be authentic and boost your credibility, right? So, what better than a than a, you know? I remember that night well. <laughs> now, people people uh, worry about doing something inappropriate. Oh my God! Look, there it is. <laughs> oh yeah, there you go. <laughs> that's. <laughs> it's good, it, that person is going to drop you on your head if they're not careful. It's your assistant. But I like the fact that you're against a green screen. We're going yeah. to um, we, we can put any background name we want afterwards. So we'll have you on the beach nice. in Hawaii or full of naked people or something like that. Whatever you're fine to. It just seem appropriate. So <laughs> it's completely thrown me now. What was I talking about? <laughs> okay. So. He, you, when you send these, or when you used to send these these cold emails, and when you're when you're um, 
Charm Offensive Pro participants send these cold emails. Presumably, they must occasionally get kicked back. Do they not get anyone ever replying again? What the hell are you doing? This is totally unprofessional. Uh, yeah, but that's great. That's awesome because you think you never have to deal with those people ever again. Uh, imagine if you uh, they didn't react that way. You know, th- these are the types of people that. Do you think they're going to pay your invoices on time? Do you think the person that replies with in all caps, you should be more professional with exclamation points? Do you think that's the ideal client? Do you think they're going to, or is it going to take loads of aggro to get even your invoice paid on time? And then it probably isn't even. I'm making presumptions there, obviously, and exaggerating for effect, but but it's kind of true. You can see the logic there. Those are they immediately reveal themselves. Uh, obviously, you're going to get some negative responses, but you are with any kind of cold pitching or cold calling. Uh, you're interrupting someone's day, and I've always said that's fair game. You know, if you are interrupting someone's day, you've got to expect sometimes people are going to be angry just because they might have had a shit morning. They get your email. And that's going to happen regardless, even if they send charming, you know, funny emails or, or standard ones. Um, if people are specifically annoyed at the humor within, they're probably not going to be a good match. Whereas if someone replies saying it made them laugh out loud, you probably share a sense of humor and you're going to get on with that client a lot better. And when those type of clients do reply, they talk to you in informal lang- in formal tone. They're not using the corporate formal tone they're speaking to other suppliers. Immediately, you're in there like a friend. That's a huge advantage. And Max makes doing the business of negotiating and proposing stuff far easier because you're just talking normally rather than in a staggered sort of fake uh, uh, tone. Yeah, that's interesting. So have yeah. you got any uh, – uh, it'd be nice to give a few more illustrations of the kind of things yeah. – I mean, I'm curious about the Facebook ads because I'm running some Facebook ads at the yeah. moment. Is there anyone yeah. you've seen come up with a nice little um, charm offensive style Facebook ad? Yeah, yeah. Well, we ran our own ads that we could that, that could show. Uh, the most obvious uh, one, and this is not really copy, but just kind of visually on my when it's like the last few hours or the last day of a sale. There's a ridiculously photoshopped image of me with a gigantic countdown clock behind me, and I'm like going like. So simple things like that to stand out in the newsfeed. Uh, I also wrote an ad for a, a bar near me. It was my favorite bar. Uh, I haven't been drinking for a while, but I used to be quite the frequent patron there. Uh, I wrote those a funny Facebook ad as well because uh, I just wanted to get people through the door. And uh, that worked very well as well. Got tons of engagement and, and, and got, got people knowing that this awesome bar was there. Um, but, yeah, if I, one thing I want to do is I haven't released an official, like, charm offensive Facebook ads pack yet. But I do want to. That's something I do want to do. Um, I've got lots of plans for that because I want to make I want to make a, a pack of templates for Facebook ads for people and sales letters uh, for people selling professional services. So if you're a freelance uh, copywriter or marketer, I want to do sales letters for services and then Facebook ads uh, that drive people to them and get them to commit. That's that's on the list of things I want to I want to be able to put together. So we've had success. It's just I haven't got an official product yet. Have you Have you got any ideas for? Um funny ways of mentioning retargeting because some people have a you know a difficult reaction yeah. i've seen frank Kerr, yeah, who's yeah. a well-known internet marketer he goes yeah. you're seeing this ad because as you know you visited my website yeah, and i'm yeah. retargeting you yeah. so he mentions it kind of with a little smirk yeah, yeah. on but he yeah, have you got a kind of more extreme version of that oh uh, yeah yeah i say um i've in an email and we've used this this is actually the copy someone took this that took this copy and used it as a Facebook ad, a pro subscriber, and it worked really, really well. Some ridiculous percentage ROI. But it's the uh, email I use for cart abandonment. Uh, and it says, um, so my creepy tracking software tells me that you've neglected to finish your purchase and needlessly postponed handing over your hard-earned money without a second thought or something like that. 
go and go and buy a product on on Charm Offensive, and then don't finish the order, and you'll get an email showing you. But I can I can send you it, and it continues like that. And then there's another email, there's two other emails like that that I've got that come after it. Uh, but someone took that, used it as a retargeting ad, and had great success with it. So um, yeah, it's just basically pointing out the thing that most people hide away from, as Frank Kern did there. But I've just added a degree of honesty to it even more, uh, and and also took it to a degree where you know my creepy tracking software has told me, and then the the way of you know, needlessly postponing, handing you over your hard-earned money. It's just so honest. Like, that's really what it is. So just say that. I, I really like that. And I and like you say, you know, the people who don't like it won't like you anyway, so it, so it doesn't really matter. Yeah. That's um, yeah. that that's inspiring. It's given me all sorts of thoughts. Um, awesome. And it, so um, have you – any new examples you've got of cold emails that people have been using recently? Because presumably – you wouldn't recommend anyone use the exact wording you sent because you've uh, mentioned this story in a few places. But, but have a think about how many people are in the world. Like how many think about how many people live in a city in the USA, then they get in a state, then the USA, then the whole world. And then think it's not just the bosses of these companies that are emailing. There's all sorts of jobs. You know, I would love the idea that my that one email was so ubiquitous uh, that, that that people would. But I would be a very, very rich man at that point. You know, I'm not there yet. But I have, you know, I've been releasing new tech. You can still send that original drunk cold email and get results with it. Because obviously not everyone in the world has seen it, far, far from it. But I'm constantly releasing new stuff because, uh, you know, you, uh, I, uh, and especially recently, I, I released a, new, a few new packs where I didn't even use any of the same devices or humor uh, that I used in the, in the ones I used to write. Uh, so I always want to add new ones because people want to send new stuff. There's different opportunities for sending different cold emails. So I've, I've created one for deliberately sending the gatekeeper. You know, usually there's a PA or a receptionist or whoever that. So I've got one where you specifically email them and get them to mention you. So there's all there's always new things. So the new pack I've done is the uh, the one with the most new templates, and it. it's called the Charming Cold Open Template Pack, and it's just got loads of new ones. There's one in there for. Uh, the, uh, over the top top five reasons you should work with us. There's a one for sending to dream clients. Uh, there's one in there even that admits you're desperate and you really need work at the moment. There's a whole range of them, and people can send them based on their own uh, preferences. There's some in there that I imagine get used less than others. The one that says you're desperate for work at the moment, can you give us a little yeah. insight into how that works? I can't remember the exact copy in it, but it's it's t- it's taken to the degree where because uh, obviously the, the 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 problem with admitting you're desperate is no one wants to do business for them. But it's done in a way I remember I wouldn't have included it if I didn't think it could actually work on the right people. But I can't remember the exact copy immediately, unfortunately. But it's something where it's like, I, I think I point that out. I say, I know that you're not meant to mention this, but I actually really, it starts something like, the, there's something like that in there, but I can't remember the exact thing offhand. And if you do it right in this with a bit of humour, then I think, yeah. you know, people will be intrigued enough to at least read the rest of the email, won't they? Yeah, yeah. they're more likely to um, respond to that than uh, some really uh, overly pretend confident folks, push your shoulders up, uh, brash. Um, people will far appreciate the honest human, uh, uh, you know, honest and human approach versus the, some kind of pretense veneer. I think for people, you know, and, and, and people don't expect it. So I wouldn't recommend that as your standard email, the desperate one, but I was just coming up with lots of different emails and I always throw a few wild, a few wild cards in there. Um, because sometimes people buy just because they're like, I need to see what the hell is in that, <laughs> that template. No, oh, that's great. 
Are there any rules yeah. about uh, if you're writing emails? Are, do you have any kind of rules about yeah. how you come up with really good subjects for emails? You know, titles. Yeah, that's 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 quite interesting. I am just putting a subject line pack together at the moment. That's what I was doing uh, uh, today. Uh, me and uh, Asher. Uh, who used to work at the agency, uh, were putting together a new subject line pack. As far as uh, ideas for subject lines, uh, the one I used to use uh, was apologies in advance. Uh, the reason I used apologies in advance was because they don't know my name. I knew, you know, if they're looking in my, on their phone or on, on a, uh, a desktop, I know that they don't know my name because we've never emailed before, never contacted them. So seeing apologies, in, why is a stranger apologizing to me? the curiosity gap there and it still kind of makes sense because you're sending a cold email so it's still tenuously sort of relevant uh so really curiosity is a, is a big is a big thing with with getting people's attention uh there's things you can do with personalization as well but really a combination of uh personalization and and just curiosity generating stuff yeah it's a very powerful thing isn't it and and people underestimate how powerful it is but if you if you write an email subject line it just goes like i need to know what on earth this person yeah. is going on about uh, yeah. it's like a sort of loop that isn't quite closed and it, it's yeah. um it's that perfectionist part of you that wants to line up all your stationery it's a it's that part of the brain it just has to have closure yeah. on things yeah uh, having um uh, well something like you know the drunk called email that changed my life i used that as a subject to get on uh, entrepreneurs on fire and some other podcasts that was the subject line i used um the drunk cold email that changed my life because there you go drunk cold email changed my life that shouldn't go together a drunk incident should not lead to a life-changing event. headline actually doesn't say if the result was positive thinking about it but it's still maybe that adds to the curiosity <laughs> yeah so did you use that in an email to get on po- uh, to get on podcast yeah yeah that was the subject line i used to get on uh, entrepreneurs on fire and uh kevin rogers and michael senoff got interviewed by him uh, so when I was starting out, that's how I got the group to grow, uh, as well as word of mouth. I did loads of podcasts when I started. And then last October, I went on Entrepreneurs on Fire. But yeah, that's the subject line. And that's how, that's the line I used to get to the top of Reddit as well. I did a Reddit post where I talked about the drunk cold email. And usually anything on commercial on Reddit is just hated, downvoted. Uh, I, I gave so much away, like I gave so much evidence, like links to Twitter screenshots of people saying they love my stuff. And I gave advice on how to write stuff that it got, went right to the top of the entrepreneur subreddit and the sales one and the copywriting one. No dirty tricks or anything, just put it up and it got there. And that was the headline, the drunk called email that changed my life. And um, uh, I was going to put uh, the drunk called email that made me uh, a million in revenue or something like that. But I decided against it because the question then immediately is, well, why are you doing this? Why, why are you writing this? So I was like, no, change my life. There's those little things, those little details that if you give them attention, it can make a world of difference. And yeah, so that's another, another. so that headline definitely works. So there, there's something to that formula uh, of accidental success uh, that, that, uh, that, that people can probably take something from. Oh, that's fascinating. So if people want to know more about you, um, they can come join the Facebook group, which you mentioned, but if they yeah. search for Charm Offensive, is that what the free group yeah, is called? Yeah, that's the one, yeah. And, and also uh, uh, charm-offensive.co.uk, that's our, our website. Uh, uh, you go on there, you can find there's a, a, a button where you can get a copy of the drunk cold email and my magic email cheat sheet and other free goodies. Um, and the other place, if you, uh, if, you're, if you like LinkedIn, you can find me on there. Just search for my name and you'll find the picture of my, pro- my profile picture of me 
uh, my recent bout of bravery. Um, so any of those three, uh, or all three, if you're so enthused. <laughs> That's fantastic, John. Uh, I'm, I'm inspired now to go and write right. some some uh, radical candor myself or, or disarming Should candor be. as you described it. Um, thanks nice. very much. No problem, man. Have a good one. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Ideas Lab podcast. Please do subscribe. And if you've enjoyed this episode, it would be great if you could leave us a review. You can get links and details of everything mentioned in the podcast in the show notes along with photos and video clips from many of our episodes. Just go to theideaslab.org forward slash podcast.